Welcome, family, to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a weekly conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. I'm your host, Keandria, and today I'm sitting down with a very special guest by the name of Miss Kayla Mills. Hey, girl. Hey. How you doing? I'm good today. Just like enough. Okay. That's <laughs> And, to, and, and for y'all to know, it's like 4 o'clock, so she's just getting up, she's feeling good. So, okay, Kayla, first of all, thank you for coming on the show and kind of squeezing us into your schedule, because I know that you are very busy um, with all of the titles and the roles that you hold. So, guys, I asked Kayla to sit down with us because she is currently a nurse here in Atlanta, and uh, she kind of is seeing what's happening, like, literally on the front line of this whole global pandemic that we call COVID-19. So I felt like it would be great to have her on and just kind of get some questions asked and just figure out from a professional standpoint what we should do. So hopefully you guys are going to enjoy this episode. <laughs> so Kayla, um, question. First of all, because of kind of what the show is and how we, um, and what we talk about, who sat down at your dining room table when you were younger? Like, what was your family dynamic like? Um, when when I was really young, more like uh, elementary school days more so we sat down everybody sat down really okay me my mother my two other siblings um but it's like as I got older and the dynamic started changing you know we weren't all young children in elementary school my sister in middle school as me and my younger brother were transitioning into middle school and high school like I've seen we weren't eating at the table all together at that point. Like, I think my dad was probably the first one to leave the table eating in his office. And I know for me especially, I, I was asleep. I was a sleepy kid. <laughs> you had to wake me up to do homework, wake me up to do to eat. Otherwise, I'm sleeping till it's time to go to school. Mm, okay. Like, yeah. So sometimes you wouldn't even eat with him. You just grab some food on your way back to bed or whatever. <laughs> Well, no, nah, I like my mom would end up waking me up and I'd go downstairs to eat dinner. But then it's like, shoot, hell, it's eight o'clock at night and stuff like that. We got to be back up for school, six, seven. I'm going back to bed. Probably talk on the phone for a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and that's it. Okay. It's time to go back to bed. Everybody else done eight. And they done probably spread out and they that that Right. But that's why I was saying, like, it didn't happen like that till I got older. Okay. So, like, I know that you're a mom. So, how does it look for you and your mm-hmm. daughter? Like, do y'all sit down at the table to eat? Or is it just, like, in y'all room? Or she at her little area? We, so, I I switch up certain things. And I'm trying to get more consistent with what, how we interact with that. Because I be wanting her to talk sometimes. I be wanting to know, like, what, what you been doing? What you want to do? What's your view on this? Mm-hmm. And I can't always ask her that if we in my room eating, watching TV. I be like, she sometimes cut up and had to sit, but it's like, hey, girl, once upon a time, wasn't no TV at the table. You know what I mean? Right. Wasn't like, right. 
you got to talk to your kids. So that's one thing I'm trying to become more habitual with is like, hey, let's at least eat one meal at the table together. Okay. That's that's good. And I mean, I understand what you're saying, like as far as um, you definitely got to talk to your kids because you don't really be knowing what's going on. Like me, I don't have children, but as an educator um, at a point, which just period, it's good mm-hmm. to ask them, like, well, how are you feeling? Like, what do you think about this? Because they may have, like, a lot of conversation around them. Like, as far as even yeah. now with, with Corona, she probably hears, like, the TV and the news and your conversations or your family conversations. And it's like, she might have her own opinions on certain stuff. So once you actually get to ask her, sometimes I feel like you'd be surprised at how kids will um, answer certain stuff. So, okay. Yeah. And just for, uh, mm-hmm. um, quickly, how old is your daughter? My daughter is five. She'll be turning six um, in July oh. this summer. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she's going to first grade. Yep. Oh, okay. Cute. Love it. All right. So as y'all heard, Kayla is a mom, a nurse, or more affectionately now, a first responder, because that's what everybody's hearing. Um, a sister, and then, of course, a friend. Now, with that being said, what kind of prompted you to get into the nursing field? Um, I want to say more so, like, back when we were in high school at Southwest, I switched out ROTC for the CNA certification class. Okay. So, I first wanted to do like graphic design and that's still something I want to venture into but more so with nursing it's just that I've seen way back then that I just be going hard for people like it made me feel good to know that other people are feeling better about themselves after I interact with them Okay. however big or small it may be and I noticed that just from interacting with people at school like some of my best friends would even say like from elementary school Ziggy just you know I really loved you after you told me something about some little girl birthday party I don't (laughs) even think I was invited either but just the fact that I'm telling her like don't let them girls not inviting you matter that much you know boost each other confidence up right okay so you just felt like well if I can do it for my friends then surely I can do it for other people yeah okay yeah, because even then, um, you know, just in passing, how people light up if they see me or see my daughter's hair puff. Yes. Just stuff like that. Yes. Like, could have been frowning, but just the fact that you saw something and it just made your energy change just like that. Because it's so easy to attract and carry on negative energy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But when people say something good or something like that, they always try to kill the vibe. Like, I just like that genuine love like just to spread that genuine love like when I laugh it's pure you know what I mean right, right, that's yeah. how I knew I, I should probably do the whole nursing and caring for people because it was something that was so effortless like for me. I love that and just to give you guys some background I actually met Kayla in high school so y'all know I went to Stevenson first and then transferred to Southwest to Cab. So in that, I met her in between 10th grade and senior year, but I feel like it was probably in 10th grade. Not really weird, not really sure like what class or all the specifics, but I met her then. 
and I can attest to say like she was always pretty like chill laughing smiling joking with friends and just happy so I could I could see how your close friends would think like oh yeah this would be a good so okay I see that <laughs> um so to kind of get right into this like I said she's working in a hospital here in Atlanta for listeners who are not um who are not natives of Atlanta um and so I asked people to give me questions for you because I had a lot of questions but I was just like you know what let me let real people ask her real stuff because I know she's gonna answer it for real but you know what sometimes I can tell just by what people say on Twitter the things people (laughs) repost on Instagram Uh they not gonna like what I be saying Uh for real like Uh because I'm just not finna do all that extra dramatic stuff like I'm not gonna ignore it or say that or just not acknowledge that this is real and there are unfortunate things happening to people but it's like that ain't what's going on around me oh so I have to be sincere and okay. what I'm experiencing yeah. in order to speak on it. I'm not finna just repeat whatever you watching on the news because I'm not even watching the news. I'm not even nope. Uh-uh. I already had supposedly whatever is top tier is being passed along to the facility I work at. So I'm not watching the news. Mm, okay. I got numbers. You know, I have authentic numbers like this stuff just mm-mm. But go ahead. I'm, let me just <laughs> answer some questions. Okay, no worries. No, thank you. Um, you know, anything. This I will say, like, be truthful, be honest, speak to your truth and your truth only because that's really all you can stand on. Because if somebody listened to this episode and was like, yeah, I heard a nurse in Atlanta, she said blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just like, well, I want to know some real stuff. So here we go. All right. First. Is there an influx of young adults coming into the hospital? Like, what's the numbers on that? Because at first, they were saying, like, oh, corona is only um, mostly older people will, will be able to uh, be infected. But then it was like, it's everybody. So people wanted to know about young people. So when it comes to, like, specific, uh, like, demographics like that, mm-hmm. They don't necessarily include those specifics. The numbers we get passed down include, like, we get the total number of cases ever. Then I know specifically to Georgia, the ones that we house in, the ones who are actually leaving, and, like, the ones who are in ICU, they even put, like, the deaths on there. Right. But it's never specific as to, like, a specific age group. But what I can say as far as, like, screening and actual, like, patient care, people, more so our age, I'm assuming mm-hmm. people are asking about. Right. It's possible, but do I see a trend in them coming in? No. Okay. Okay. But it is a possibility. Like, I'm not going to say and say, like, oh, no, nah, young folks. Because there's young people our age contracting me. You know what I'm saying? So there is a possibility that 
as far as like an outstanding trend mm-hmm. is how they do when they report that um, people with comorbidities or people who are older in age, like, we don't, I can't say that that's either. Okay. So, with that being said, are you saying like everybody should just still take the pre- preventative measures to kind of keep themselves safe? Yeah. Okay, so of course, like you gotta when it comes down to anything, even outside of coronavirus, how often are you sick? You gotta think about how often are you sick? Have you ever gotten the flu before X, Y, and Z? Because all of that ties into exactly what coronavirus is. If you take care of yourself first, you ain't gotta worry about getting sick. True, because your immune system already does its thing, like you are already doing you so. You already right with spirit, so it's like you shouldn't even worry about being sick for real. Because you've been taking your vitamins, you've been drinking water, you've been doing your little exercises. I mean... So, when this happened, this shouldn't even been no real panic mode for you. Are you... Because you already talk with... Well, you already take care of yourself. I mean, yeah, but are you sure? Because, like... I mean, granted, you're the professional here. I... This is no, nowhere near me. But... Like, people, okay, so taking the preventative measures, like taking off your clothes at the door, not wearing um, your work shoes into your house, um, exercising at the gym with a mask on, like all of those things are stuff that people are like starting to exercise and have been exercising throughout this two month period. Are those Mm -hmm. things like things that just everybody needs to do or, you know, like, do they really matter? Do they really work? Because at a point, they were saying that COVID was um, airborne. So it's like, what does taking my shoes have to do with it being airborne? Exactly. And that's so crazy you said that because I told somebody, that I've been peeping how now the standard for the mask, right, mm-hmm. was if you're out in public, someone who is sick, not somebody who's well, the only person who should have had a mask on initially were people who were sick. Hmm, That's it. Okay. But now they made it to where, oh, put a mask on, but it's uh, by choice. And remember, when this first popped off, everybody sanitizing everything down. Everybody washing their hands. Y'all promoting wash hand washing as much as y'all promoting these masks anymore? Well, right. And so that's what I was going to ask you. Like, which like what matters more washing your hands wearing a mask or is it kind of neck and neck like what's most important and see i would say more so the respiratory system your respiratory system for one because you can go like without your circulation mm-mm. But at the same time, you got to wash your hands, like, regardless. You feel what I'm saying? Like, folks been nasty anyways. Wake up call, like, hello. (laughs) It's the 21st century and folks still, y'all still wasn't washing your behind, right? Like, I don't understand that. But folks really don't know how to wash their hands and stuff. Like, that is real. So, here we are. But to answer your question, put you put you and your health and safety first. 
I'm gonna tell you straight up, like I don't be wearing no mask when I go out in public. I was just at the grocery store earlier. Everybody else had bad on had on masks. Like, okay, cool. I'm touching stuff, but please understand I'm sanitizing my hands before I go in the store and when I come out the store. Okay. Okay. So I guess you feeling more like you well, so you don't really need it. It's not that I don't need it. It's that When you go back to the basics and you're talking about the whole mask and everything, I, well, I'm going to breathe my air, okay? <laughs> y'all got y'all mask on. I'm not sick. Hell, if y'all the ones that sick, cool, y'all got y'all mask on. Because that's what they put out there in the first place. So, unless it's mandatory to put, wear a mask, okay, then I got one on. Otherwise... I am breathing this crisp air out here. Otherwise, that makes me consider, like, what is so wrong with the air right now? Even though I'm not even by nobody that I got to have a mask on. Because my allergy's not that bad. My allergy's not that bad. Okay. Like, I was I was for the mad, the whole everybody wear a mask when, um like, the pollen first started popping. Because that, that caused a lot of confusion as to does this person have coronavirus or is this your allergies True. just acting up and you wasting our time? Mm-hmm. But it's, now you could be at home with some claritin and not even exposing yourself right, right. now. So what does that look like? Because I'm pretty sure y'all have gotten a lot of people come into the hospital like, oh, I think I'm sick, but it's really like a pollen, I mean, uh, allergy-induced headache or, you know, allergy-induced nose runny nose like what do y'all say and how does that look at this point it's like okay well now we gotta keep you here and test you for coronavirus okay cause you you answer yes to a certain question and you on PUI status and when I say PUI status that's somebody who is being tested for coronavirus but it has not been confirmed they had it, but we're going to take the necessary precautions with you when caring for you, you know, mm-hmm. in case your tests come back um, <clears throat> positive. Gotcha. Okay. So what does your shift look like? What did it look like pre-COVID versus now? Like, are you working longer uh, hours? My hours are still the same. 12-hour shifts, three days a week, and I work um, night shifts. So I'm 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, are any of your colleagues or anybody, like, on your shift, I guess, are they working longer hours or are y'all still just kind of holding it down? Not, like, our longer hours mean we picking up extra shifts. Like, I've pulled 16 hours before, but that's when I was in a different position, now in a nursing role, I'm doing my 12, and I'm good. And that's really because of the environment I work mm-hmm. in. Okay. I have an older sister who's our sole uh, registered nurse, and she works here at another hospital. And she also works out in California. Like, she's a staff member in a um, facility out in California. But, um... Even then, she was saying that it wasn't that big of a workload. Like, she don't 
they have a union out there, mm-hmm. so their whole flow and process and work ethics are way more suitable than what I'm working under. But there is a saying like, if you work at where I work at, you can work anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Because I've heard nurses who work where I work and then work at a different hospital and say, you know, at my other hospital, we don't even be doing X, Y, and Z like we be doing here. Da, da, da. They be chilling. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're able to have those other little jobs at these hospitals. But they be at great, uh, where they be at, where they be at with me. <laughs> because, like, that's, you ain't gonna, man, you ain't gonna see nothing else like what you see there. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I mean, <sighs> yeah, like, just from stories. Because I'm from Atlanta, but I wasn't born there, you know. And so, like, mm-hmm. but you hear everybody, like, hyping it because they do, you know. So, but, and also, <laughs> I also heard the, you know, if you can work there, then you can do anything. And it's just like, dang, like, is it really that bad? Which is why. It's not that it's that bad. It's, um, it's, you have to be built for that because of our patient population. And, like, you know th- that place is known for their patient population. True. True. It's known for their patient population. And it's like, them people <laughs> will but <laughs> They gonna say some things. They gonna attempt some things. Like, you can't, you can't take words to heart. You can't take you can't let people talk to you a certain way and that goes for your co-workers mm, and the patient okay that's big so if you can't interact with who you working with and keep up and you can't um get these patients right then you're not gonna last okay so it's not even like only not. the workload it's also your environment too and I think a lot of people yeah. forget that, like, yeah, we all are here to do our jobs. And at the end of the day, we want to send as many patients home healthy and happy with their families. But we still got to work together and we still got to, you know, coexist. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So how do you feel about, like, because, okay, I don't know if you heard, you probably have, but the nurse that was in Albany, Georgia, who had to quit her job, Right. And so, did you hear about that? No. Okay, well, there's a nurse in Albany. She had to quit her job, or she decided to quit her job because she did not want to work in the COVID unit at her hospital. And so, um, in Albany, they were, like, hit the hardest um, when COVID kind of surfaced, and we kind of learned about it. And because she had free... But you see... I'm sorry to interrupt you right there because I already get the gist mm-hmm. of this. Okay, so she no longer works at this place because she refused to go into the COVID unit. A COVID yeah. patient was just, uh, when you hear stuff like that, they let, they let you know what, what people really here for. Mm. Okay. Because when it comes down to it, this is a hazardous job. You know that just learning about stuff in school, like there are risks to this. But at the same rate, like you not like what makes you uh like 
suitable to not have to be subjected to still work under these conditions like everybody else. Every application says, like, how adjustable are you? How adaptable are you? How flexible are you? If you can't do the job, then oh, then bye. Hmm. Okay. Because you, because okay, so I work in the emergency room. There are a lot of different disciplines working together. We, you have the EVS staff that cleans the rooms and the areas in the facility. Mm-hmm. You have the doctors, the nurses, um, and then the doctors rank on so many different levels. You have your patient care techs, you have your paramedics, and then you have paramedics coming off the ambulance coming in and out. And then you have patients everywhere. Everybody down there who is an employee is just as important as the next. It don't matter what your pay rate, nothing. We all have a team because when you flipping your rooms and you your patients coming in and out and now you got to work in, okay, well, was this patient being investigated for coronavirus? Was this patient confirmed they had coronavirus? All right, now we got to let the room say X, Y, Z. All of that stuff tying to how long you out there in that waiting room. So it's like I have to correlate and treat EVS staff just as respectable as I would with these doctors and stuff because I I need you to clean my room. I need you to be on top of that. It's so many different disciplines. And of course, when coronavirus happened, oh, well, EVS ain't going in the room. Oh, the stock suppliers, they not coming to put supply in the room. Oh, feeling by me not coming to draw the blood. Like I'm doing, like, of course, all of that stuff is in my job description anyways, but it's like now all of that's all on me. So, so at that point, everybody's being exposed. Everybody, the nurses, the doctors, the phlebotomists, the janitors, the kitchen staff. So why would this nurse feel like she's secluded from COVID. Everywhere it's COVID. Even if she was to quit right then and go somewhere else to be hired, guess what? Guess what she being prompted on? COVID. You can't escape this right now. <laughs> like, what? So even, even um, now, to your point, I think all of that makes a lot of sense. And to be honest with you, I think from my perspective, when I heard about the story, I was sad for her because I was like, dang, she had to quit her job. You know, she was really, um, and she was like, why she had okay, to quit her job, right. Andrea? You yeah, see what I'm saying? Right. Like, at that point, you can't play victim for somebody who didn't want to do the work. That that would be like me, um, that would be like me, what's something with some consequence I'm trying to They'll be like me, okay, at school, mm-hmm. right? I didn't want to do my work or something like that, but I could still be justified in what was going on. Like maybe the teacher didn't explain it to me right. or something. But in a sense, I was still wrong because I wasn't going to do the work at all. Like use no resources to get my work done, just have a little attitude. So take that and I spent it to my mama, but the teacher already done told her, like, you know, Kayla was disrespectful. I told her different ways that if she didn't feel like my explanation worked, she could have went to her friends, yeah, 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 for help, but she didn't do it. In that sense, after you hear that, do you feel sorry for me? 
are you gonna justify that I didn't get my work done yeah he didn't explain it to me but in the sense he told me to use other options and I didn't true and I still didn't get my work done so now who's in the wrong you're right you're absolutely right and that's and that was my point I was gonna get to like at first you know just hearing it which is why I wanted to be sure to bring this up to you today because you know I wanted to know if you had heard about it but since you didn't you was already able to kind of tell me like no we not feeling sorry for her because she was a nurse but what if I say that she had pre-existing conditions though now that I can accept because there is a um there's someone I worked with one of our paramedics she she I haven't seen her for a while since COVID Mm -hmm. started because her she's compromised right now okay so what do like the hospital say when that happens because I guess this lady she just took uh, it herself and just quit but like your co-worker that you were just speaking of does that mean that she just kind of gets to like chill until she can come back to work or what does that look like do you know um I'm not okay. sure I can assume that that involved FMLA okay. because there is a policy in place that if you do contract coronavirus and it's proven that it was mm-hmm. at work or however, you get two weeks paid and then by the two weeks, if your coronavirus haven't resolved, you have your FMLA that runs its course of 12 weeks. Okay. Like it secures your job and stuff like you get paid until whatever PTO you had runs out. Um and after that, like, they just securing your job. But as far as after that period, I'm not sure. Other than that, it's like at this point, you might need to find something else to do until you get yourself back right. Okay. Okay. I guess that's fair. Um. So So are you saying, hold on. So I want to have a question. So are you saying that that nurse did have pre-existing, like, health conditions yes. or something like yes. that? Oh, that's okay. why she quit but I guess your answer was still fine because I'm pretty sure there were some nurses or doctors too I mean just being real people who probably there's wanted people, to quit like cause this, this is hard there, yeah and there's pregnant women pregnant doctors pregnant nurses who are in this so it's like uh, but if that immune system is compromised I totally understand but even then it's like what what are you afraid of in a sense if we're providing you the tools to be safe and healthy and you're doing like you're using it properly yeah like you're utilizing it how you're supposed to so you won't even have to worry about becoming ill or being even more compromised than you already are okay that's why I'm saying like there's pregnant women in there. That's real compromising. True. Okay. But they still suit up and gown up and put their goggles on and they mask on and go and take care of these patients. Okay. I get that. So I have some other questions from some people. Um, what are some things that you see permanently changing due to Corona? And so some of the examples they gave were like buffets, concerts, um, and just hygiene in general. I really do not know. Because one thing about one thing about it, I've been out here. Okay? This 
this coronavirus really ain't even slowed me Wait up a minute. Like, not as far as like, ooh, I'm out here partying and in, in people's face. No, I'm in motion. I go to work. Like, I'm in the yard. I see my little folks. Like, that's about it. That's what I like. That's what I was doing before coronavirus. It just got y'all out the way. Mm. Like, <laughs> I ain't got to be passing y'all aunties and y'all grandmas on the street no more. Like, I'm riding. I'm cruising. I'm still making things happen. Like, <laughs> I don't really know how to okay. put that because. Okay. I mean, and I guess here we are, you being truthful, so you ain't really sat down much, for real. But I mean, like you said, you said that. But that's because I set myself up to where I could always be in motion. If you really know me, you know I ain't with all that slow stepping, you don't know what you trying to do type stuff. Like, I, I get stuff done. I don't play that. Like... I don't like nobody that talk like I like somebody that do a lot in the sense that they get they stuff done. Like mention it, okay, but if I'm not seeing no progress, no results, then be quiet. <laughs> I like to see, I like to see. I'm one of the people that like to see. So when coronavirus happened, I'm like, dang, okay, stuff getting shut down. But it's like I already moved a certain way. Like I wasn't really hurting for nothing. Okay, I see that. I can understand that. I mean, if this, if these are all things that you were doing anyway, and you're not always out and about in the public, like, like you said, at the club every weekend and stuff like that, then it really doesn't affect you. Um, right. It doesn't. Like, I'm sad I'm not on no beach. Yeah. Like, I can tell you I'm a little heartbroken about that, but I'm still in here. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm going to still be in the water. So I was going to ask you, like, did I'm going to still be in the water. Did you have any trips planned or anything that, like, had to get canceled? Um, not necessarily. The only thing that got canceled for me was saying, can we say bad words? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Authentic. Was the shit show. Okay. What's that? Yeah. I ain't want to see. Um, with Duct Tape, Big Bank. Oh, yeah. It's like a talent show. Okay. And I had tickets for that. They said, like, that, and that was back in March. That was like... March 22nd, I was supposed to go to that, and that's when they had first started shutting stuff down. Because I had just been out with my um, family, hanging out and stuff, like, the week or so before, but I could tell there wasn't that many people Mm -hmm. out like that. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't crowded, for real. Like, it was a crowd, but it wasn't how it usually was. Right. Because, like, I know for me, personally, like, I'm... It's funny, because... I'm sitting here with all your answers like dang Kayla really just chilling with all of this like yes she a nurse but she's chilling too because me personally like I've been in the house since March and I've been going out like really briefly like to run something here or go to the bank or do some like real quick little in and out because I will say like all of the news reports and all of the like numbers because I, I look at the public health website in, of Georgia I'm sorry, the Department of Public Health site. And it's kind of scary. And so, yeah, like, from a standpoint of, no, I don't have anybody in my family who was in the medical field who could tell us the real, um, I'm sitting down somewhere. But I see now that um, this month in particular, people have kind of, like, got tired 
the sitting down. And so I see like people at the nail salon. The pit. People at the and see, that's what I want to say. I'm sorry to cut you off. I already do this. You long. are so funny. <laughs> the people who can't sit down ain't occupying their time correctly. Okay. They're not using their time wise because look at where they're going. Nail salon. They're going to the nail salon. They're going to the hair show. They're going to the mall. Like, what you buy? Where you finna go? What no, you buy? Seriously. Why you getting your nails done? Like, Okay, I can understand getting your feet rubbed on and stuff like that, but then you trying to keep up a full set again? Right. Like, what I, what you been doing in the house? That's what I'm saying about I've been in motion. The folks who want to hurry up and get out and do nothing, you ain't been doing nothing. Granted, there are people out here who been on their grind and stuff is opening up, so they moving around to breathe a little bit. Like, okay, I can... I can go for that, but the ones who ain't been doing nothing since March. What you what you what you in a rush to go do now? See, see and that's what I'm saying. It's funny because I feel like we have a bit of opposing views on it, but then we kind of come back to that to that meeting point of yes. Because I will tell you, like, I've been doing, you know, stuff for the podcast and getting the um, crew necks and stuff like that, like figuring all of that stuff out with logistics. And so I've been working mm-hmm. in the house. Now, I have had my days where I'm just like, oh, this this shit is terrible. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I'm pleased. And it's actually giving me a lot of time to actually work. Like, with no You know what I'm saying? Like, you're benefiting. Yeah. You're benefiting. You perfecting your craft. You going to have something to show right. for after this is said right. and done. But the people that's trying to run right now, where, where are you going to? Cause I'm trying to get to the courthouse to register my gun license. I'm trying to go see these houses so I can close. Those are the things I'm trying to get done. Got you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to swap my car out at the end of the year. That's gonna be a Christmas gift. Like I'm put, like I'm putting in motion. That's where I. That's the things I want to open back up. Open back up the courthouse. Yeah care about that all that other stuff right and that's what i'm saying like yeah like y'all know my hair like low cut yeah i want to go back to the barbershop and my barber is actually open but i'm still just holding out because i'm just like "Mm, i don't know about that right now and so i mean i ain't gonna say like because i've gotten my i'm sorry because you i've gotten like i've kept up some of my self-care things like that like i just like i did have to go see my eyebrow lady like i had to go see rika but she told me you can only come if you have mm. a mask. Okay. But and that's the only reason I went to go see her. Like that was in the outline. Like, but it's only life. pressing though too, cause you work. Like I would be sick if I had to work during all of this and look crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, all right. Right. Like I'm sitting up there trying to uh, squeeze my eyebrows, cause I usually get mm-hmm. them threaded. I'm like, oh my god, this is a mess. What else I was trying to do? Oh yeah, my eyelashes. Like I was, I got like I know I got them done in March before everything started popping off, and then I didn't get them done again until last week with my friend lashes out of her house. So I was like, okay, whatever, cool. Cause the girl who originally does my lashes, like she just had mm. a baby, but her business was closed anyways because of the all the little other stipulations with each county and whatnot. So she was planning to reopen, but it's like, dang, I'm gonna have to go till June to get my lashes done for real. So 
I broke a little bit and got them done again. But under certain, like, I'm not just gonna be out here waiting in line like these folks was for them Jordans. Like, you, yeah. like, you see what yeah, I'm I saying? You. Like, you still trying to keep yourself up, but you, and you're also trying to make a plan of, like, how you're gonna get there, how you gonna do it, because you don't want to compromise nobody else, but you also want to get your stuff done. So I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to go right from work and go get my lashes done. When coronavirus started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go home and change and X, Y, Z before I come see you. Or I, I'll bring a change of clothes to work. Like, because now I do change when I get to work. Like, they provided us with um one, the green scrub dispenser where in my unit in the locker room. So now I just wear whatever to work, change, work, and that stuff. After my shift, I change back into my clothes and I and they get their squirrels back, wash them, get some more when hmm, I come. Okay. So I'm not even taking that stuff home with me. I even keep my shoes at work in a um in a okay. bag. That's that's good. So are you gonna continue that? Do you think the hospital will continue that? And will you continue practicing that kind of what that kind of thing to keep down on germs? Um, I can see them like. I could, I could honestly see them discontinuing those services once this has completely resolved. Really? Because you gotta, yeah, because you gotta think that's a whole other system to keep up with, or not even that they'll take it away completely. They will probably make it to where how it was before. Those scrubs were not available to the hospital-wide staff. Those were only available to like labor and delivery areas and the surgical area. That's it. Hmm. Okay. You can only get those from like like you if you seen somebody in those green scrubs, you know they was in surgery. Like they do something surgical. Okay. Even if they just sanitizing equipment, like they they doing something. But now everybody wears. Mm, okay. So you got to think like that's that's a lot to keep up with now. So they probably will start to discontinue that to everybody and make it to where I could see my unit keeping that for sure, especially because we got trauma nurses who get compromised. I don't have to change clothes because the blood splattering on me and stuff like that's just what it is. But outside of that they'll probably make it to where like alright y'all put your uniforms back on if you ain't doing X, Y, and Z you don't need to be in these scrubs okay makes sense that makes sense and like I said I didn't really know like I don't know anything medical related so all of this is like news to me and helpful like <laughs> just to kind of get a like bird's eye view on what goes on and how it really feels so I guess on like a list cause we, cause we kind of been talking for a little while um, on a list like mm-hmm. Serious, I guess no. Now, Nurses Week was like last week, and you also celebrated your one-year anniversary of being a nurse. So, how does that feel? Like, what were those feelings knowing that this is probably not how you anticipated spending your first year or celebrating your first year? Uh, that is so funny you asked that because I was like, dang. Uh, looking back after a year post-grad, mm-hmm. I had to, like, I've been stuck in this same cycle. Like, the only thing missing now is the school aspect. 
and I noticed like a change in my energy almost like dang it didn't dawn on me till maybe a few days ago like and it really shifted my energy like girl what are you doing like this is really post-grad you supposed to be doing the things like I'm putting coconut oil on my legs thinking to myself this is for all the times you had to hurry up and get in the bed because you had to hurry up and go back to work or you needed to get up before work to study and read and x y and z like now you got time to put the coconut oil on now you got time to do them little exercises like this like do the things like I had to really do one of those little mental mm-hmm. checks like this is really you supposed to just be enjoying the days now like because you ain't gotta worry about that whole school aspect right now like yeah keep being a student keep learning like I gotta get back into those habits because I don't ever want to not be learning something. right like, I want to always be a student, but it's like, now that I don't have that actual, like, oh, I got to get this assignment due. Like, now it takes real discipline to be like, oh, let me do my little lesson on Duolingo because I know I want to be fluent in Spanish type thing. Like, now it's like, I'm reflecting on that. Like, I really got, like, it's still going yeah. up. Like, <laughs> I had lost that little spark at one point, but I, it, it's part, like, it's lit now. Like, I think... Even with this whole coronavirus thing going on, like you can still get your stuff done. Okay. So you actually just had, and I, I think it's funny that sometimes we have those realizations at the most random quote unquote times. Like for me, I get most downloads like that, like in the shower. I could be in the shower and I even had one the other day, like, wow, like you really hosting a podcast. Like you really have <laughs> you really doing this. Or you're really in grad school. Like this is not a game. You was praying for this a few years ago and now you're here. So gratitude is the word that comes to mind. Like being thankful, being grateful that you're here, but also being present in the moment. And so for you, even though you probably didn't expect to you know walk into one year of nursing in this way I'm pretty sure like would you change anything no not necessarily this is history like come on now I ain't gonna swap that out like the timing is crazy but looking back throughout my life like I've like it's always been that way it's always been that way so it ain't it's like it's supposed to be this like this, so. Right. I agree. But at the same rate, it's, I also noticed that I wasn't as vocal as I used to be after that school journey like that. It take a like a real mentally strong person to finish school. It really does because I remember in seventh grade, my social studies teacher was telling us like, oh yeah, I had a... Um, my, I think she had a death in her mm-hmm. family and her teacher, her college professor basically told her, okay, but your assignment still due on this day type thing when she came to them about it. So I had to keep that in mind. Like, you, like yeah, some professors may have a heart, but at the same time, like, grieving that loss could also be embracing it to still push True. through. True. Very true. 
because the moment that you like once you're done and you've overcome or you've accomplished whatever you were doing at that time it makes it more sweet like it makes the victory Mm -hmm. like seem a little bit more sweet because it's like yeah I was going through loss yeah I was heartbroken yeah I was hurt but I still made it through and it it makes you numb like once you really learn how to control your emotions it really does make you numb because I I had to check myself like I could be insensitive to people's healing in a sense that they don't they don't cope as quickly as I do being in healthcare has kind of desensitized me in a sense but I still feel but when I feel it's more genuine and I'm not going to let it hold me. Because I've heard people say, oh, yeah, I got cheated on. I, ain't, I stopped going to work. What? Yeah. Oh, baby, I'm finna, I'm finna be on the clock crying getting that check. Who? Who? Because at the end of the day, that fool still going to do exactly. that. I still got to get exactly. mine. I'll go, shoot, I'll go to work crying. I don't care about none of that. I ain't finna be at home crying. I'm finna be getting paid crying. Boo-hoo-hoo, my work done. <laughs> Like, no. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I feel that, though, because... But they, but it's real, because in that sense, I still had to think, like, I still had to have that mindset even with school. Like, I lost somebody who was supposed to be at graduation two months before I walked. Mm-hmm. But it's like, dang, okay. It hurt. Like, ooh, like, I'm crying or whatever, but I still got to do this assignment. I still got to push through, because... What's the point is you can't even look down on me and see me at the finish line walking across stage. True. Like, what's what's the point of it then? But it, then that's when it ties into, am I really that insensitive? Because I done been to funerals and went to work all in the same day. I mean, no. I think personally, no. Because I've literally gone to a funeral on my lunch break and then went back to work. At, when I worked at the elementary school, like literally, I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm gonna take a longer lunch. Now, granted, this was one of my close friends' um, parents, but still, you know, mm-hmm. like it was still a it was still a funeral, and that's still something that you just don't like mm-hmm. take lightly. But I took a longer lunch. Right. I went, I supported her and her family, and then I went back to work. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm. And that's my point. Like, you got to be able to carry that with you and still function and get your stuff done. Because I'm not saying not necessarily not to ever take time to really express that those feelings. But at the same time, you can't let that stuff hold you. True. Like, you can't be sitting up here 20 years later still carrying on you and your light bills ain't paid and stuff like that. Like, oh, at that point, hey. What's really going on? At that time, and people like to ignore stuff like that. Like, no. I be tough on people because it's like you have to keep going. So you out here giving a lot of tough love to everybody, basically. Oh, yeah. Even with my patients. Oh, yeah, with my patients. I don't play that. All that. Oh, I can't walk. That's your cane on the floor, ain't it? You can do something. You ain't finna break my back down before I'm 30. You better get up off this floor. Let's go. All right. Like, uh-uh. I, you can't play with people because they'll prey on you. Yeah. They will prey on you. So it's like you you got a tough love. Like, and I've had friends tell me, 
stuff in delay because they were afraid of what I would say to them. But it's like you was obviously afraid for me to tell That's you. That's what it is. Boom. That right there, the truth. Because I don't know if they tell. And it, I think people feel like it's off, maybe judgment. I ain't mean to cut you off, but I think it's more so like people may be feeling judged. It's like I'm not judging you off nothing. I've had people of all walks of life be my friends. But it's like I'm not gonna BS you, right? Because I can't, like, I can't do that. Cause if I don't, if I don't support it, or if I know you wrong, I'm not. I, Cause that's like a reflection of me too. Like I'm not finna, like, no, I'm finna check it. What's the, what's going on? Cause I don't like what you're doing, and this is why. That's real, and in reality, I feel like people are they get nervous, honestly. You know that I'm going to hold you to a high standard and I'm going to make sure that you do the right thing. So before you come to me, you want to weigh out like, do I really want to hear her tell me this? Or do I want to go to somebody that, like you said, going to BS you and be like, oh, no, girl, it's fine. fine. No, that's not fine. That's not OK. That's not cool. It's not cute. Actually, I heard somebody. Well, one of my friends told me today that she talked to this to this dude and he was just like, uh, something about the summer being for toxic niggas or something, and I hate that word. So yeah, but oh so, no, she was just confused because she's just oh, like, like I wouldn't even take him right. serious. And no so more. that's exactly what she was saying. She was just like, yeah, that's done now because first of all, he thinks it's not to say it, but then second, why does he still think that's okay at his big age? Like you're grown, right? Like at this point, I'm not playing with nobody. Like. Cause it already take a lot for me to even vibe <laughs> and be like really feeling somebody. So it's like, no, what we doing? Cause if I really just wanted to be with anybody, I could have been that right. matched up. But that's not well, like I'm not just finna jump on anybody. Yeah. So that's that on that. But um, we didn't really like gave the people a lot to think about, a lot to listen to, and so <laughs> we gonna go ahead and wrap this on up. Um. But I think I want to ask you one more thing. Basically, like, just what do you have to tell people, like, right now who are trying to figure out if they should go out or if they should stay in? Like, what would you tell them? How would you, like, what's your advice? Just protect yourself. Protect your energy improve your health because it can it can can be a lot to be alone and like I said like my living dynamics I have my family with me like my family here we good I'm surrounded by people I love and I know it's people out there that don't have that so if you do want to go outside your home or whatever Remember what you're doing it for. Don't just be trying to go to the club for X, Y, and Z. Like, if you want to go somewhere, go be with your loved one. True. Go be with somebody who really... Go be around people who really have your best interest. Okay. Other, otherwise, keep working on yourself in the house. Like, that's not like Okay, listen. that's good. All right, y'all. So, this has been... First of all, thanks, Taylor coming to sit at the table with me i definitely appreciate it i hope that something that we said here today will inspire um whether it's anything that we talked about about covid or just real life stuff 
because here at the end we got to some real life gems and I definitely appreciate it so thanks again for coming to sit at the table um, I'm gonna put Kayla's uh, social media handle down there at the bottom so if y'all wanna like ask her any questions I'm pretty sure that's cool um yeah so this has been another episode of the Dining Room Table Podcast I thank you guys for listening and we will talk to y'all soon